smoking Dang Sinatra, that's all gas On the hunt in a tall grass Intercepting every ball pass Then I run it back, that's a TD Check the scoreboard, y'all last We up one, you see me Pussy niggas wanna talk about it Go to Hellcat, no demon I be politicking on your broadcast Got the red carpet like the famous homie Ask your bitch, really famous homie And you know it's in me, it ain't on me So creative like I made Adobe I've been balling like I play What's the deal? What's the deal? We back again. Politic in the podcast live Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can find us on all podcast platforms. We can Pandora, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Music. We are Politic and Radio on all audio platforms. So we got a slew of things to get into, man. The NBA, man, Nikola Jokic. Looks like he's about to get another MVP, man. They're talking about he's running away with it right now. What they're doing in Denver is something special. I think they're true contenders right now. Nobody was talking about them. Nobody is talking about them. John Morant, man, he calls out the NBA because – He has been drug tested for a seventh time after his monstrous dunk. So we're going to get to that in a minute. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend was crazy, man. So we got some uh, crazy matchups. We got the Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Chiefs, Jaguars, Bengals, Bills. It's coming down to the nitty-gritty, man. So we're going to get some predictions on that. So we got to get to this King Von. You know, we we hear about this all the time, putting out putting money on people's heads. So both rappers are deceased, but it's coming out that at the FBI said that King Von had a fifty thousand dollar bounty on FBG Duck's head, and he upped that bounty to a hundred thousand. And after FBG Duck's death. He said that he went and bought O-Block chains for the assailants. So this is what the FBI and the witness is alleging. And then we got to get to this fiasco of, uh, of politics, man. We got Joe Biden, this guy. He's got caught with, he got, he got caught with an, another set of documents. And the Democratic Party is basically giving him a slap on the wrist. So let's bring everybody in, chop it up. What's the deal, fools? Crack it. Crack it. What's crack a lackey? So y'all been watching this NBA? Yes, sir. No, I'm lying. I haven't. No, I haven't. And, and no. The, the, the best thing that I realized, and, and now they got seven-minute recaps, all the highlights, and you can watch the game in seven to ten minutes. So I ain't been watching the whole game since I ain't got three, four hours. But in about an hour, you can sit down, watch all the highlights, and catch up with all the games. So, yeah. Nikola Jokic, man, Denver, man, they've been going crazy, man. So they talking about they were talking about Luka, and now they're talking about Jokic again running away. With the MVP race, man. So, what are y'all thoughts on Jokic? What is this a back to back? How many has he won now at this point? What's y'all thoughts on this whole topic? I mean, he—he's not—he's not your traditional MVP candidate, right? 
body type or archetype. I mean, he's big. He's gotten a lot faster over the last two seasons. But I don't know what to say. I really feel like Luca's having a better season, but his team isn't. Have, you know, they're not having a better record. So, man, I don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. He gives me like um, Sabonis, Arvinas Sabonis vibes from back in the day with the Portland Trailblazers. And the fact that it seems impossible for, for defenders to just really – like, I, I know he's big, and I, I understand that, like, he's able to absorb the contact, you know, see the court because he's taller than everybody. But, they're, you know, that Pat Beverly dog-type mindset, I don't see I don't see it in very many bigs anymore in the NBA. So, I feel like he's, he's, he's just – He's just sunning everybody. Like, I don't think he's that great. Like, I know he's good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not even trying to have no Stephen A. rant, but he's a good player. But it's just hard to, like, wow. But he's not my, he's not my MVP. I give it to Luca. What you got, y'all? Oh, man. We just want to keep giving this guy everything huh actually let's do the same thing how he robbed and got the mvp last year let's 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 do the same treatment okay so there was a number one seed which he is right now but that person did not get the mvp okay cool so he was in sixth place last year sixth place and he got mvp so he beat out Joel Embiid, he beat out Steph Curry, he beat all these other people out, right? Okay, cool. Let's take the same philosophy, all right? So sitting in sixth place right now is the Warriors. So let's give it to Steph Curry. Oh, no, we don't want to do that. Steph Curry's in sixth place. He shouldn't even win AVP, right? Luka should win it, right? No, not Luka. Um, Joker should win okay. it, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, John Moran and the um, Grizzlies are balling. They got pretty much the same record. Nope, not going to give it to him? Oh, okay. So so we're just going to keep giving this man MVPs? Because <coughs> Lord knows he ain't winning no championship. The only good thing that is that is on the Nuggets right now, well, I think he got a contract with uh, New Balance, but – uh, what's his name? Murray. He was wearing my boy D Rose's shoes when he was balling. <laughs> they can always throw in D Rose. What's, what's your deal, Ronnie? Back, so. <laughs> what's up, fools? Well, you know, I got a kind of a different thought on it. Um, just I, the MVP is a joke to me because it seems like the criteria changes every time. It changes from error to error, maybe year to year. I remember a certain player by the name of Kobe Bryant had a historical season averaging 35 points, scoring 81, 62 and three quarters, beating the whole team. He was doing crazy shit that he was the clear best player in the league, the clear MVP. And they gave it to Steve Nash who averaged 15 points and 11 assists because his team was <laughs> like that, that, that right there. When I knew that's when I knew the MVP was a joke. So then fast forward, Russell Westbrook averages a triple double and his team's in sixth place years later and wins two more games than Kobe's team won. Out of one, a seed, one seed higher in two more games, and he gets the MVP. So Joker getting the MVP in the sixth place last year, I think the context of it was 
the reason why I think Joker is worthy for the MVP is because this man has literally played the last two or three seasons without his second and third best player. Jamal Murray has not been in the lineup. Michael Porter Jr. has not been in the lineup. Joker has kept the Denver Nuggets as a solid playoff team over the last two or three years. He has by himself. He's carried that team. So him being in the sixth place has a lot to do with not having his, uh, his, his players. So what's up, Jay? I say, you feel me? Um, there's only one player we ever talk about that we give props to that, that claim that we claim do more with less or, or give credit to one man. He carries team. Like we only want to talk about it when LeBron does it, but when other players do it, we don't want to acknowledge it. So Joker is pretty much doing what everyone says LeBron does. He's carrying a team on his back in the condition tension every year. With that being said, he's not my choice for MVP this year to me because I go with not Luca. I'm tired of all the Luca hype. Not definitely not Luca, but Jason Tatum. His team is in first place in the tougher Eastern Conference. He's a bat, he's a reigning Eastern Conference champion, and his team is in first place and he's balling out of control and he plays defense. Jason Tatum will ride for I get what you're saying about Jokic, but at the same time, Joel Embiid should have should have won that MVP last year. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you on that. Him, yeah. him being in sixth place, yeah, that, that makes no sense. But at the same time, like like you said, though he is carrying that team. And one thing that we failed to mention is big men. Look at Anthony Davis. Look at Joel Embiid. Look, you know, besides Giannis. Jokic is like the only big man that actually stays healthy and is and is available for his team every night. Facts. And I think that's one of the biggest things that he got going on is that he is making sure that he is there every night, putting up them numbers for his team. And that's that's one of the things that you know probably lost Joel Embiid that MVP race to him last year is that he's just not as available as he should be. Right. That yeah. is well, that, that is a bunch of baloney, if I ever heard it. Because you played more games, you you win MVP. Oh, so Joel Embiid played less games and his numbers was better than yours. Well, they're going oh, off you- the impact. They're that look the go get the go against you in the way of where I'm seeing like the NBA is going. Your fact matters because you're looking at the numbers. We're looking at the PER, the player efficiency, and the games oh, played. Okay, mm-hmm. so so last year when everybody wrote off Steph Curry when he didn't have Clay Thompson, uh, so he didn't have his number two person. Um, he couldn't win MVP last year neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look, look at, it. Look at it like that. a job. The MVP is a promotion. Yeah, yeah. Promoted. Yeah. If, if, if Embiid and, and Jokic is up for the promotion, yeah, you, Embiid might be the most talented, you know, worker I got out there. But how much time does he take off of work? Oh wait, so so we going so we going so I'm gonna give it to somebody that I know gonna show up every damn day. All right, let's let's put that let's put that in let's put that in context. Business, I gotta give it to my best employee. Let's let's put that in context. So you're saying, hey, if you're the employer, hey, this guy when he's when he's here. Our numbers are 
higher than what it is with this guy. And, I, and I'm sitting down and I got to figure out which one I'm going to promote. Well, I'm going to promote the guy that just showed up to work a couple more times than the other guy. His performance ain't better than the other guy, but I'm going to give him the job. Well, damn it, I used to go to work all the time for Verizon, and Verizon never, for five years, they never promoted me based upon me showing up to work. It was always, you know what, this person was a better candidate because of their resume and what they have done. So... If but, but, but if you're looking at the numbers, the numbers that Jokic is putting up is comparable to Embiid's. So it's not like it's a huge drop off. The numbers are around the same. Well, that was okay. So is the same, but it's more consistent with this guy because he actually shows up all the time. Then I'm gonna go with the guy that's giving me the similar numbers. That's going to show that, up out there. This comparable I mean, mean it's not the same numbers, but it's kind of sort of like those numbers. But you ain't as good as that person. You see, but, but it's it, close it to it. Okay. But I mean, comparable is mean that they're not exact. But, but they're around it. Yeah, I, exactly. So I might give oh. you twenty-eight points. You might give me twenty-eight points. But MB might give you thirteen rebounds. While Jokic might give you eight rebounds and five assists. But MB ain't gonna give you no assists. But MB so giving you blocks. Carrying them is comparable. Jokic had a fifty-point triple double. But the MVP is a joke, man. Just, just we could. This is my last thought on the whole MVP. It, it's so hard to take it serious because you have two players in the top ten by the name of Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Shaquille O'Neal was once viewed as the most dominant player by the media. They always said it. Kobe Bryant was a, the best player, arguably for at least nine or ten years of his career. Why do those guys only have two MVPs in between them? The MVP is a joke. If they say Kobe is the closest we've seen to Michael, but he has one MVP, it's a media award, man. It's a popularity media award. No, no one wants to admit it. It's a popularity contest. It's a media award, media driven award, and it just, it just, I don't, it holds no weight to me. I, I lost respect for the MVP award years ago. The MVP award is like the All Star game. I'm sorry, my boy Derrick Rose has only played like five games this year, and he's like the number one point guard for the the east exactly <laughs> that exactly that part yeah look that just part. look real quick real quick the time what you guys all said like ronnie you know for sure that i know you write about it being a joke it's all about the marketing it's all about kia they even talked about that with the blake griffin dunk with the uh um over the car when it was trash, but they gave him the 50 just so that they could market it better for the next upcoming years. All about publicity is all about the money. But what I was going to say, because I did try to have a little bit of stats for y'all today. Uh, Joker is at 24.7 points a game, 10.9 rebounds a game, 9.8 assists a game, 1.4 steals a game, 62% from the field, 37% from the three-point. And his PER is at 31.8. So those numbers compared to Joel and B's are actually very similar. He's killing though, low key when you really look at it statistically. And yeah, you're right. They were both the same, and them showing up different shouldn't have made a difference. But what we're failing to accept is that professional sports is the biggest modern day form of slavery, right? So when you think about it, if you're not there to do it, 
the way you're supposed to have it done, the way you were contracted to do it, you're not going to get what you're supposed to get. And Joel Embiid said it in the media. I should get MVP, but I know I'm not because I missed games because of the injury. They all know the truth. We're just, you know, we're on the outside looking at them like, and then Ronnie, you know, Shaq and Kobe would have got 12 rings. 12 rings of Shaq would have worked hard, but back then they weren't worried about social media and, and controversial type stuff. They were actually letting them fight. They just didn't let the black people win. Shaq is the most dominant basketball player. Ever. So, ever. So let's ever. get to, He let's should be the goal. Let's get to the the my pick for MVP, Ja Morant, man, because Ja in Memphis, they are next up, man. But he has been drug tested for the seventh time. After his dunk, and he's like calling out the NBA, like, man, it's ridiculous. Like, they think that he's on like steroids or whatever because he's dunking on everything moving, and he's only like 6'2, six, 6'3. Six, and they can't believe at his size that he's doing these things. So they're literally like randomly drug testing him all the time, trying to catch him on something. So, what are y'all thoughts on this dunk, man? Murdoch, play that dunk, man. We got we to gotta look at this. Y'all see this the other day? This is the dunk of, of the life. Ah! I, I see. He, he, he caught a stupid dumb body. Oh, man. I mean. That's a dead man walking. Who did he dunk on? Buddy uh, luckily, his his uh, his uh his partner was right there to catch him or he would have fell. That shit is ridiculous, man. Look how high he is. Okay, I got to do it. Caleb, I got to do it. It was like, we got to drug test that guy because he got to be on something. I got to do this. Please let me do this. So, yeah, he is Derrick Rose and Allen Iverson all put into one. The way he dunked that last ball wasn't like a 54-inch vertical. It was literally just a really good time, cocked back tomahawk dunk, right? We're all forgetting because of how short he is that the higher he jumps, the more exciting it is because it's more unrealistic of someone, you know, skying that high in the, in the air. The thing that I just don't like is that he's getting away with so many carries. That that little cross, um, the hezy cross that he did, that was legal. But he does a lot of he does a lot of carrying before he goes into his moves. So it kind of bothers me that he just he's getting away with everything that Iverson didn't. Like if Iverson was able to do what he did, we you know, we might be talking differently about grades of all time. And we know it because Iverson could have did some stuff. They could have put some people around him. But John Morant doesn't need to do like he really shouldn't do the dunk contest. This is sidebar. Don't do the dunk contest. His in-game dunks are great because he's dunking on people. If he did a dunk contest, is a windmill ain't gonna be nothing. Saying, throwing it out there. Go ahead, y'all. Derrick Rose 2.0. When my boy retires, the new. <laughs> when my boy retires, John Morant. It's going to be the next guy that I talk about because it reminds me of my boy so much. Uh, only thing that he has developed before my boy has uh, is a three-pointer. And he's still developing that. So kudos to you, John Morant. Now, going back to 
this. I'll be damned if I go to my job. And every time I go to my job, they like, yeah, we need you to go take this. We need you to take this test. Okay, cool. First time I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, that's random. All right, whatever. Hey, y'all, we need you to take a, a test again. Am I the only mother lover taking the test up in here? Okay, cool. Whatever. Take the test again. By the third time, I'm like, okay, why am I taking so many tests? This dude has done seven tests. They trying to catch him up on something. They like, listen, you jumping too high. You dunking. You must be on something, brother. You got to be on something. I don't think he's on anything, but just banging on folks. That's what he does. And I love it. The difference between John Morant and my boy D Rose is John Morant's coming down on two feet. He ain't putting all that pressure on one leg, buckling. So John Morant, keep doing your thing. NBA, once y'all, how many drug tests is Jokic done? That's what I want to know. How many drug tests Jokic has done? Zero. That's um, probably good. <laughs> Those are good you points. Probably took a COVID test. Those are good points. Those are good points. I can't like it's it's crazy. I think he's uh it's 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 got to be deeper than what it is um because it looks like he's being targeted. You know, this is not the first little athletic guard that we've seen doing stuff like this. As we mentioned, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was incredible. He was incredible. Like, y'all, y'all, you know, that's his boy, but also real shit. 2011 MVP Derrick Rose. If he had one other All Star with him on that Chicago team, they probably beat the Miami Heat. But that's another story. But Derrick Rose was dunking on everything. Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? We had small guards doing this for um. That, this is not the first time we've seen this. So why the fuck are y'all sitting up here targeting John Morant? You know, Vince Carter was six six, jumping over niggas in the NBA, three inches taller than John Morant, jumping over niggas in the Olympics. So seven footer. You know, seven footers jumping, literally jumping over them. Like we've seen shit like this. Why they got to be targeting this dude for something else that we don't know about? Because it's bullshit for him to get. To, I'm like, testing for what? What are they testing for? What are they trying to say? What like like what? It has to be some details left out or some scandalous shit going on on the inside as a reason why they are targeting John Morant. Because we've seen incredible athletes since the beginning of the NBA. But everybody's trying to get caught up in anything right now, right? What was her name? Richardson with track. She got penalized for smoking weed. I mean, anything that makes you look, anything that makes us stand out a little bit more than what we should, we get penalized for it. I, I think that the NBA uh, it took weed off of their ban list. So, I think so then what could they be? So then what could they be testing them for? Because any type of performance enhancing drug, there would have to be some type of muscle change. Like John Moran is like this big. He's like literally a small Kevin Durant. Right. And he's already been injury prone. He's literally hurting his ankles and knees all the time. I'll tell you what I think of this, Caleb. It's his father. How many, how many, how many um supportive black dads do you see in the media that aren't in the media talking, look at me, look at me, look at me? He's there and he's here. And you see him on the sideline, you see him sitting with Carl Anthony Towns' dad and you know, hanging out at every game, turning up in Memphis, but you don't hear him in the media talking reckless. Uh, I mean, I think that really Lamar, Lavar, Lavar Ball, yeah, Lavar Ball, man, he, like he had it going, man. He really 
had something going with the big baller brand in the whole league. And, and then the NBA basically stole his whole format and turned the D League into the G League and, and, and basically swooped his whole idea yep. right from under him. Yep. And that was his problem of going and being big mouth to the media because the media is not for us. The media is for the white demographic. Therefore, you're going on mainstream media and hollering at, at white people on how you're going to do this. And that's why they took it right from under your rug and did it right in your face. So I think that after that, I, I think a lot of these fathers are, are learning, to, you know, to play the background. And, 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 you know, you got Kawhi uncle, you know, steering his career all type of ways and talking about he was making under the table deals. You got all these different things where family members get involved. Well, especially when it's the black father, the NBA does not like that shit. How many drug tests did Adam Silver take? <laughs> <laughs> you see, again, a, a lot of these corporate jobs, they don't come with a drug test. No. They don't even come with a background check most of the time. True. And that's real. But let's get to this NFL, man, because the, the wild card was crazy. We had the, the Chargers lose. It was up 27-0. They caught, they caught four, four picks in the Dude. first quarter. And still lost, and they still keeping a coach, man. But you know the Jaguars pulled it off against the Chargers, crazy. The Bengals, you know, they won without the Ravens having Lamar Jackson there. The Bills pulled it off without Tua being over there with the Dolphins. So now we got the Bills and Bengals. We got the Chiefs and the Jaguars. We got the Eagles. Danny Dimes over there, man. He was going crazy in New York, man. It's crazy how good New York has been, man. Nobody could have ever predicted this. And we got the Cowboys and the Niners over there. We got Brock Purdy. He's 11-0 as a Niners starter. He has yet to lose Mr. Irrelevant. Who do y'all got to win this Super Bowl? What are y'all Super Bowl predictions as of right now? I got my Super Bowl prediction is may surprise some people. Neither one of these are my teams, so it's not biased, but my gut, my heart wants to tell me to go with the Philadelphia Eagles to make it out of the NFC, but for some reason, I think this is the Cowboys here to break through and get there. Um, they had a surprising ass-whooping of the uh, uh, first first-round series uh, game. I didn't know that they were going to beat the Bucks that bad, although I think the Bucks shouldn't have been there. They're 8-9. They got to change this whole seeding thing because they shouldn't even be in the fucking playoffs but anyway um the cowboys look rather impressive so i'm picking them to come out of the nfc and i'm picking patrick mahomes and the Kansas city chiefs to come out of the afc and i'm picking the chiefs to win the super bowl with patrick mahomes win the super bowl mvp hmm. well for me i want the strongest team to beat the cowboys and the 49ers so i don't care who it is so if it's the eagles then it's the Eagles. If it's the uh, Giants, then let it be the Giants. Just don't let the Cowboys or the 49ers, man, uh, uh, 49ers win. Forget both of those teams. Forget the 49ers. Seahawks all day, every day. 12, man, we still fly high. Yeah, we got to ask it. But anyway, <laughs> now on the other side, ah, I kind of feel like, like 
I don't like. I think there's politics in in the NFL too. So, I you know what a nice story, and and playoff of 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 everything. If you have the Bills go all the way, you know they finally make it all the way, and then they go to the Super Bowl and they and they do it for uh, I forget his name, but number three, they do it for him. So I can see that story. Yeah, I can see that story playing out. Um, I do think it is the Chiefs to lose. I mean, you've been there. You got the most experience. Well, besides the uh, Eagles, but I think it's the the Chiefs to lose. So I'm going with – I'm going Bills. I'm going odd. I'm going Bills and Giants. Wow. Yeah. Bills and Giants. Yeah. Mm. Bills and Giants. Wow. So what wow. you got? That would be like that. That would be like that. Uh, Ravens Giants uh, Super Bowl way back in what was that? Like early two thousands, late nineties or something. But, like um, Tampa Bay and Raiders when they got smacked on. Thank, thanks. I tried to not bring that up. I thought we were always very disappointed right now. Can't believe you. Um, I kind of like Ronnie's pick. I do see the Cowboys getting like. I think with the way the world is going, it would only make sense that the Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl. Like it would be the year for that to happen. Twenty twenty three. You know, what I mean, you see all these unnecessary Jordans being released. You know, oh man, America's team made it to the Super Bowl. You know, so the Cowboys are America's team. You know, and um. Yaz right. It is the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs position to lose coming out of the AFC. But that Bills, that the Bills really have a really hard, a hard, heart wrenching story that if they really did use that to motor through, it would make sense. So then it would be cool to see them make it out over, say, the, the Chiefs after a hard fought game. They win in overtime. You see the Bills, you see the Cowboys, right? Cowboys some way. I just – I don't really see them winning. Um, I don't want to see them win. You know, the friends that I have that are Cowboys or, or Niner fans, they're terrible people. I mean, I know people <laughs> – I know people don't like that. I know people give that negative demeanor about the Raiders and everything that we all type of assholes and whatnot, but – I don't know if you guys realize how like really arrogant and disgusting Cowboy and Niner fans are when their teams win. Bang bang Niner gang and all that. Like everybody really turn up for no reason. Hey, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. But anyways, I'm just saying like it'd probably be best they don't win, but I could see them making the Super Bowl. And then um, yeah. I really don't want to I really don't want to see Cowboys win. Personally. Me, I don't think that the Cowboys are gonna win anything. I'm a Niner fan, so you know I, I know. <laughs> but we're on an 11 game winning streak, and we're we're the hottest team in the playoffs right now. The Eagles have the best record, but we are the hottest team in the league right now, and we're doing this with Brock, Brock Purdy. So I gotta go with the Niners, man. I think that the Niners, you know. It's gonna be. It's gonna depend on when we go to Philly. If we go to Philly and it's cold weather, then you know, it's Niners, we don't do good in cold weather. If we go to Philly and it's good weather, 
then we're going to take Philly. So I really think that that's going to be the deciding factor is the weather in Philly. Because Philly <laughs> going to get past, you know, Philly going to get past the Giants and we're going to get past the Cowboys. I'm not right. worried about that. I what think that is going to. I, I think that is going to end up over there on AFC. I think that is going to be the Bengals and the Chiefs duking it out. And I think that the, the Chiefs is going to be back in the Super Bowl. And we're going to get our rematch. And we gonna, the Niners is going to get their head up with, with Patrick Mahomes again. Last time we was up and we, we gave up all butt cheeks and gave up that, that comeback. And that's the thing that made Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes. Against the Niners, and now we we getting that opportunity to get our get back, and that's my prediction. Is we we running it back, Chiefs versus Niners Super Bowl, Arizona. And what I tell you about the Niners at the beginning of the year, I wish you could pull up the clip. I told you that they weren't going nowhere with Dookie sorry ass Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. I told you, I <laughs> yeah, told he, you he was the problem. I told you, everybody called me a hater. No, he fucking sucks. I told you as soon as you get rid of that dude. Y'all team gonna go up and look what the fuck happened. Yep, because I even said they should bring back Kaepernick because he, he would even be a better uh, option than Garoppolo. Garoppolo, <laughs> Jimmy G, Jimmy G did his shit. He got. No, his shit. That's why he's not there. No. He shit. <laughs> if he did his shit, he'll still be a quarterback. Ooh. So, so Jimmy G, he probably gonna end up with the Raiders. That's my prediction. Wow! Wow! Because, wow! Because he's over there. You know, you got rid of Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is either going to get Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo to come take that quarterback position. I'd rather Tom Brady. Both of them are But the, even if you get Tom Brady, it's going to be for one year. At least with Jimmy G, you could get three to five years. Why do we Players need, him? Why do we need him for three to five years? Pick <laughs> up a free agent. Trash and the Raiders are trash. It don't matter. Trash meets trash. Go ahead. Double negative ain't gonna make a positive over here, so I'd rather give me some better quarterbacks in our in our roster in our repertoire. Now, now the NFL though this year this has been like one of the craziest years in the NFL like ever. Like I don't know if y'all been paying attention to this. I know you can't tackle nobody, but the way that uh, these, uh, the, I know the way that these new coaches are like drawing up these plays. The way that these these formations and these shifts and, and it, the game has evolved into something completely different than what we remember. Like this is a whole new ball game, and that's why Tom Brady he looked he looked washed up. He looked old. Like you out there trying to do Peyton Manning checks at the line. Peyton Manning couldn't live in this in this new era. You need you a Patrick Mahomes. You need you a even look at what they call it. Uh, they calling him uh, Vanilla Vic, Vanilla no, Vic, Danny, Danny Dimes over there. You know, you got to have you even Josh, uh, Allen. Josh Allen. He Josh over Allen. there, he's going crazy. That boy going crazy. Like, you you got to have a mobile quarterback at this point. That old school way of quarterbacking is over and dead with, and the league is moving forward. And, and now these running backs, the running backs have to be like receivers. You remember we had at the H-back position? And it was like a receiver running back. Now that's a real thing. People are coming out of through two, three tight end sets. Nobody's coming out these big chunky formations no more. They got a bunch of hybrid players out there, you know, putting the best talent on the field and then getting them the ball quickly and getting them in open field. And they getting out of there. They jumping out the gym. And that shit, 
You know, this this new league is real exciting to watch. And and after I watched that Charger meltdown, I mean, you could see my I was showing my wife and she was like, Why do you keep saying that? And I'm like, because this is like a historical meltdown. Like people are gonna be talking about this 20 years from now. Like, you remember when the Chargers lost that game to the Jaguars? That shit was crazy. I don't hey. know, man. The, the, the NFL, they went from uh from everybody boycotting the NFL after Kaepernick to they got they really got us back, you know, forgetting all about that. No more Black Lives Matter, no more kneeling, no more none of that. It's just straight football now. So the, the NBA and the NFL PR, they really I found a way to move on from all the drama and just get back to the court. If you think about it, they actually incorporate more of the college uh, uh, vibe. Like they're not doing all this extra slow plays. Everything's hurry up offense, you know, high intensity, high impact. The way they're trying to protect the quarterbacks are out of control, though. I mean, a lot of these these rough in the passer calls are just ridiculous. Like you just can't hit them at all is what they're trying to say because they're trying to keep him to, you know, to play for longer, which is for Tom Brady. It's not for anybody else. They're trying to keep people like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers still in the So, so people used to launch themselves at the quarterback. Yeah. Now, no way, and you can't dive for the quarterback. You can't Nothing. grab for the quarterback. You have to kind of just kind of bear hug the quarterback and take him And you can't let him – no, but he can't go down. Because if you bear hug him and you land on top of him, it's roughing the passer. If you turn and you let him land on top of you, then it's a 50-50 chance. But if he bounces off of you and then he looks like he's injured as he starts to get up, they're throwing the flag. And then also, like he said, as far as the, uh, how wild the wild card is, I mean, I think – okay. I think it's ironic that not only has Madden passed away and the, and the video game is, you know, skyrocketed like it has. You guys remember they were talking about bringing back college football. And how with the whole, you know, name, image, and likeness and whatnot, that those players would finally get money for being in the video games. But yet we still haven't seen the college video game. Why? The only thing that was different between college and NFL was the option. You did not see the option in the NFL like that. You did not see crazy uh, uh, kickoff returns with the lateral pass across the field. You didn't see all that exciting uh, crowd camaraderie from beginning to end. Now it's so intense, you won't see the college football game. So you'll see the NFL become more strategic about keeping us entertained and keeping all the money within them. Well, you guys have to realize that all of these leagues, you don't think they communicate. They're all. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're all on the same thing. Look at the NBA. Scoring is at an all-time high. Teams are averaging, I think the average is 106 points per game. And the highest scoring team is like 118. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going crazy, man. I, I like the new high-scoring NFL. Not so much for the NBA because it would be like the third quarter. It would be like 118, 112. You're like, it's, it's three minutes left in the third quarter. They got 120 points already? This shit is like the Globetrotters. I remember, like, as a kid, you ever went to a Globetrotter game? Yeah. And they score 186 points in the game. That was the only time you've seen that shit. Now you're seeing 150 point games every other night, like it's nothing. It's right, they don't let you play defense. 
Right. It's well, I, I'm not impressed with all the scoring numbers and all these big numbers. You had guys in, in the 2000, which, which is people don't know, that's the, the best defensive era of NBA from 2000, like 98 to 2012. Those right. guys were scoring all those points with 15 less possessions, and the league average mm-hmm. was 95 points a game. So you mm-hmm. had Kobe averaging 35 points in a league average of that gave up 95 points a game, not 120. It's right. Everybody, everybody back then, that if they played in this era now, they will at least average at least another ten or fifteen points. So if Kobe was averaging thirty something. Kobe will be averaging like forty, forty-five points a game. Jordan will be averaging close to fifty points a game. Shaq, Shaq will be dominant. Actually, sixty. It will be harder for Shaq because Shaq will probably be fouled out because they were, they were. And this he was too aggressive. But Shaq had a terrible temper, though, man. Ever since the Malice in the Palace, man, the NBA, they don't play. You you get. Well, they have. If you bounce the ball, if you bounce the ball and you don't catch it, it's a technical. So if you bounce the ball in frustration and you don't catch the ball, that's an automatic technical foul. That's how. Ridiculous, thing. but let's but let but Draymond, Draymond surviving. But let's not forget this though <laughs> that Shaq is the reason why the game has changed because hit no, there was no hack of Shaq, there was no two, three, four people fouling one person like that until he came into the league. Because even Kareem had a sky hook to avoid that contact, Kareem, uh, Akeem Elijah had the dream shake, you know what I mean? So when you think about it. Shaq would just, and I mean, this is just me ranting because you know me. I honestly believe in this. I would love for this to go viral. My boy froze right when he said that. Yeah, he froze. <laughs> hey, I would say on the last note, yeah. Steph Curry may not oh, be they, that didn't go. You guys didn't hear what I said? Nope, no, you froze, bro. bro. Wow, see, they didn't want me to win. I literally said if Shaq, if Shaq, if Shaq had any type of work ethic, Shaq would be the greatest player of, in all history. Like, go, like, hands down, he would be the best player ever if he had any work ethic hands whatsoever. Down. Like, hands down. All I'm saying is that Curry, I didn't script Steph better Curry would not be the scoring champion. No. Mm-hmm. No. Because no. If, if Reggie Miller was able to play in, in these days, if Ray Allen was able to play in these days, where you can't even close out on these guys anymore. You see, but they ain't shooting. The, they wasn't shooting the deep ball like like. Steph yeah, Curry. but if you if you think about uh, vintage Ray Allen, though, we're talking about Milwaukee Ray that, before he changes game. Yeah, but, but you guys are not realizing with Steph is Steph. He's not. He's not. Those guys were spot up shooters, and they came off picks. He's off no, Steph. not early Ray. Not not but, Jesus Shuttlesworth. But not like Steph. Steph, Steph was off the dribble. Steph, Steph, Steph was off picks. No, no, I'm saying. Ray Steph Allen was. Up, he'll pull up three feet behind the line and launch it several times throughout the game. He'll he'll mix you up, step back. Steph Bag is bigger. He makes it more difficult three pointers. Let me we say what I meant. I meant to say it would have took Steph Curry longer to get to where he's at. Right. If they were able to play. Okay. Because yeah. of his bag, though. Reggie he was gonna, he's going to get like there. No yeah. 
Come on, Reggie Miller did not have no bag like that. No, not man. like that. No, no. I was saying I'm Ray saying Allen. The I was defense ain't the same. And, no, Ray, and, 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 like and with Reggie Miller, if he was playing in these days, he'd be fouled out too because all he does is kick out. So true, true. They give him that offensive foul. All right, man. So let's get to this uh this hip hop news, man. So we all know King Von died. FBG Duck, he was shot down after shopping for his son in Atlanta in the fashion district. And the FBI have a witness that is alleging that King Von had a $50,000 bounty on Duck's head and he had upped the bounty to 100 k And that's what prompted them to go hunt FBG Duck down and shoot him in broad daylight as he was coming out, I think it was the Louis Vuitton store. So they killed him. Vaughn has also died about a year later. But you hear this all the time talking about, you know, putting money on your head and, you know, I have some niggas spin, spin your block. And this is a common thing. And, and it's, it's really like nothing. You know, it's like Young Thug, he's on trial right now for that shit. And he said shit on songs like, you know what I'm saying? I... I ain't killed the nigga, but I'm responsible for all the killing. Like, why are you rapping that? Right. And then they're playing that lyric in the courtroom and, and they're trying to use lyrics. So, you know, I, I'm all for not, I, I don't think lyrics should be used in a courtroom. That shit is, it, it should be inadmissible. But at the same time, we got to do better. Like, as people, you know, like, we, these youngsters, man, nobody taught them any, like, coof. They have no, like, Tack to them at all. They just are like out here just doing shit. So what are y'all thoughts on like all these rappers like putting money on people's heads? Like, you know, like they mob bosses. Like, that's a real thing. Like they that happened with Gucci Man and Young Jeezy. That's a famous story right there. You know, Jeezy put a, a, a bag up for Gucci Man chain. Now it wasn't for his life, but it was for his chain. Hey, rob them for his chain and bring me the chain and you get this money. Now it's like, go kill that nigga and you get this money. It's alleged that he even bought them some O-Block chains after they committed the murder. So what are y'all thoughts on like these youngsters and how they moving, man? What's, what's your words for them? I mean, <clears throat> it's sad, sad to say um, this is the same old mentality that a lot of people, you know, when, they, when we want to talk about solutions and, and things for problems they want to point out black on black crime and you know um we kill each other and you know i don't think it's a youngster thing i think it's a small percentage of us that does this from the beginning of time back when the you know black black used to sell buy and sell slaves you know it's the same mentality you know here take him and give me some money go give me his chain and i'm gonna give you some money it's the same mentality so it's sad that we're, we're, we're putting a dollar amount on someone else's life. It's sad that people actually think like that, that people actually will celebrate when someone dies. Like that I saw, I remember back in the day after Tupac died and they were asking about, they were asking Biggie Smalls about it, you know, whether I believe what he said or not, what he said was, I would never wish death on nobody because ain't nobody come, ain't, there's no coming back from that. You know, that's a sound, a popular sound by, by Notorious B.I.G. Rest in Peace, but um it, it's sad i think that 
you know, people actually celebrate and actually put hits on people's lives like that. That's like the, that's the crazy. You, you can't have a soul to actually want to plot someone dying. Like I will kill somebody that's trying to kill me. I will kill somebody that does something to my kid or something like that in defense mode. But to actually plan to kill somebody or to put a hit on somebody's life is some sick ass motherfucking shit. And we have to somehow grab hold of the next generation and grab their attention and try to prevent them from coming up like that. Because I think, well, sad to say, you know, old heads, people are stuck in their ways. They ain't about to hear nothing. No kubaya, no let's stop you. They ain't trying to hear that shit. We got to pray and try to get the next generation off that shit because it's sad, man. It's sad. They're missing out on guidance. That, you know, when you look at all the, when you look at everyone coming out now talking about the different contracts you have to sign to be in, you know, in in the lane or or be a part of whatever label you're you're giving up so many different rights to yourself and being authentic. None of the things they're doing is brand new. They're imitating someone else who's done it before. They could even be imitating, you know, state property, paid in full. Anything they think is relevant, they're just doing it. And I mean, I hate to say it, I don't listen to very much current hip-hop anymore or rap or whatever because a lot of these artists aren't really saying anything i want to hear like i've never heard of dry snitching as being something cool i've never heard of uh of taking consideration what someone has and what they have at home and yeah i'm gonna I'm a, I'm a kill you and i'm gonna buy a chain like is that boondocks like is it south park like where like what world are we living in where you're going to be that blatant blatantly disrespectful and then think that there's going to be no reper like no repercussion behind it or for it. They just need more of us saying the not to do it. And then if they hear it from people, they need to actually try to apply it to their life. Because if you can get a bag off of a TikTok video, you're going to go off of it. If you're going to have to work five to ten years to get two bags, but you're going to learn integrity and discipline, what are you going to take? when everything's on this and not face to face man um i think if we're talking about the next generation and everything of that nature um it's a lot of if we want to get to them it's a lot of monkey said monkey do kind of mentality if you if you look at the news and you see, okay, when there was a whole bunch of mass shootings going around and people were going around and shooting up schools and everything. Now it's still happening, but at one point in time, it was like every time you turned on the news, there was another school shooting and another school shooting and another school shooting. Why? Because they're playing it over and over and over and over again. And people are going, oh, like like the mayor said, they thinking, oh, I'm gonna go viral off of this. Like I ain't going, I have nothing going for myself now, so I'm going to go kill another human being. I'm gonna take another life. That's how I'm gonna go viral. And then and then uh, instead of facing my consequences, I'm gonna I'm gonna off myself. Like that's that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and so it's that monkey see it, it, it's just that copycat mentality 
I don't want to use the word monkey because if we're talking about freaking our people, then that's a bad. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that doesn't go very good. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so copycat, copycat. We're going to go with copycat. Ain't no monkeys over here. Uh, so, you know, just like, just like Ronnie said, I mean, you have to be like, you have to have some nuggets going in your head to go, you know what? Like for me to be like, you know what? I like Kalem shirt. Somebody give me Kalem shirt. I give you five bucks. I ain't doing no. I ain't doing that. I ain't giving y'all no money. I need my money. But somebody will go. Oh, y'all said if I go Jack Kalem for his shirt, I'm gonna don't go try to. You know, like that's people's mentality to take it a step further to go. Hey, kill this man or woman, and we and we good. And then you end up dead too. So if if you don't want to put the head out, if I'm hearing this right, he the one that put the head out on a person, and he dead too. So he got into a separate altercation out of a hookah lounge in Atlanta, and he was fighting a guy, and one of his partners pulled out and shot him as he was fighting the guy. So that was a complete different instance. It was a complete okay. separate altercation. They were out of town, ran into some other dudes out of town in Atlanta and he started to fight the dude which was the, the if you're the artist why are you attacking him don't you got goons for that and that was the conversation around that is that he should have never been doing anything himself even if it was that type of energy somebody shouldn't have been it could have been handling that for him what we need to do we need to I forget, was it on Friday I think it was on Friday remember when he was about to go um, fight Debo and and pops was like pops was like yo what are you doing you don't use that you use these right remember that we don't even do that anymore so yeah because you get put on camera when you get put on camera you put me so, on camera and i don't know yeah but think about what you just said you get put on look you you get put on camera for fighting and everybody camera, gonna, look everybody laughing because you either win or lose but caleb think about it you get you get rolled up on you fight Right, win or lose, you go home, right? But think yeah. about how stupid it sounds. 100K for his head. You already are saying, come get me because I'm the one putting out the hit. <laughs> then the dummy who does it, you're not accepting murder as the charge? You see now, you're really now. going to take a life and get no consequence, though? Mm -hmm. You know you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, logically, though. Like, how do you go 100,000, 25 to life? 100,000, 25 to life. This is this is in furtherance of the gang. So if you all from O Block, and you're not just putting this out to like random people in the street, you putting it out to your fellow gang members. Yeah, so, but oh, y'all all kicking yeah. with us, y'all all around us, but you don't get to come on tour. You don't get to partake in the money. You don't get to come to any of the concerts. But mm. you're from the hood. Oh, if you go put in this work, then maybe you'll move up in the ranks. Now you can get on that private jet. Now you can be a million dollars worth of game when Wallow and Gilly in the hood and they got 50 niggas in the background. Now you can be one of these 50 niggas because you put it in. And that's why he bought them old block chains. So they're doing that's this. But I think they're trying they got to sell that old block chain to get bail money. Man, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was giving them a gift to get some bread. 
I don't know, man. But but let's get to this this politics, man. Last week, you know, me and Amrock touched on this the subject. They found classified documents at Biden's house. This is his personal lawyers. His personal lawyers do not have security clearance. So his personal lawyers are finding classified documents where they have no clearance on handling and turning them in to the uh, Justice Department. Now, they're saying that he's not participating and it's not a crime because they turned it in. But uh, uh, So if I stole something and then I came back the next day and said, hey, I stole this. Does that make my stealing not a crime? So how was Trump's place raided? They said that they found some documents on the ground next to uh, next to his Corvette. And when Joe Biden was asked about this, he was talking about, oh, his Corvette was in a locked garage. They asked for, for, for logs. And when they raided mar Largo. Trump had a log for every visitor that visited the estate when they asked for logs from the Democrats. Oh, there's no logs that have been taken. So there's no way to even figure out what type of people have been around these top secret. Trump got caught with secret documents. He got caught with classified top secret documents. And they've been basically just been void for over five years. Trumps have only been out on been out for like three and a half years, so it's it's crazy. Like this whole shit is crazy because now you go on the the Republicans are crying and they're saying that there's two tiers of justice in this in this country and that they're receiving a, a second class a system of justice. And I'm like, damn, don't that sound familiar? Every time a black boy steps into a courtroom. So they saying that it's two tiers of justice, but I'm saying that it's three tiers of justice because it's what y'all doing to each other and then it's what y'all do to us. What's y'all thoughts on this? Hey, hey, Murdoch, Murdoch, put put Joe Biden's face back up. (laughs) Keep it there. Hi. I am the president of the United States. I have been freaking you guys from the back since my term started. No Vaseline, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever whatever I want from you, I'm going to get. You guys wanted Trump out of office and you put my ugly ass in. And look, I'm fucking you a lot harder. Do I care about the black people like I said I would? I sure don't. <laughs> that's why I put um, that's why I put the vice president in. have you heard from her no you haven't has she done anything for the black people no she hasn't I know this yajaketic guy has been calling me smoking Joe from the beginning but look at my face I can barely fight COVID but it's okay everybody deals with it I am smoking Joe I'm your president and I'm still until my term ends, I'm gonna keep fucking you in your ass. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> well put, well put. Sounds just I, like him. I don't even know how to rebut. Uh, like how you follow up? I, I'll go for it. Okay. How do you follow up with that? 
Caleb, I'll just say thank you for all of this because, um, you know, I didn't know very much of anything about the politics. I, I, you know, I knew that Republican and Democrats were all under the same umbrella. And um, Ronnie, you always made sure to let it be known, like, you better, you better sack up, like, what are you talking about? Like, and now you know I'm always pro everything, but you just say with chest. I'm being a little bitch. <laughs> and then, yeah, you just, bro, wow. Like, I was, I did, I, wow, wow. This, none of the stuff, none of the stuff that we're about to talk about with Jordan that Caleb already explained, like, I'm not shocked by any of it. When it came to Hillary Clinton and her leaked emails, everybody was shocked, but not shocked. Everybody knows what's going on. We're just the last to find out. I'm just so grateful that y'all decided to be so unapologetically himself because I ain't got shit to say. <laughs> Thank you, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> um, this this comes as no surprise what more dirty uh, uh, politicians more dirty politicians i mean more bullshit i mean this is something that's going on forever find some bullshit on trump they find some bullshit on obama they find some bullshit on bill clinton i mean it's, it's so many different things that have happened historically with this political shit um it, it's no surprise um like like yajiket has said you know joe biden is a fucking joke like he's a joke i mean we wanted Trump out of here, obviously, because he was just causing too much uproar with the country, not so much of what he was doing as president, but it was more of the bullshit, the, the, the race wars he was causing to an already race sensitive country. He was, you know, causing a lot of racism to come out into the forefront. So we had to get Trump out of here because he had bad energy, but we replaced him with a motherfucker who's probably done a worse job than he did if we keep it all the way real. Like Joe Biden has been shit. Kamala Harris has been shit and some some bullshit to be coming out about him some dirty shit or whatever it was it's not a surprise that's the, the that's the name of politics politics is dirty is bullshit is grimy and it, it just doesn't surprise me but I'm not the biggest Joe Biden fan so I'm about to cap for dude fuck dude like I, I'm, I'm surprised he's lasting this long you see now Murdoch, Murdoch put my face back up Ronnie said something put my face back up <laughs> put my face back up Murdoch Without put my face back. I have to clear something up. Put my face back up. It's no, smoking Joe my, my my Joe Biden face. Oh, there I am. There I am. Ronnie, you said I was a motherfucker. I am not a motherfucker. I am a everyone fucker. I'm fucking all of you. We're all getting fucked. We're all getting fucked. Your turn, Taylor. <laughs> So the, the, the cold thing about this whole shit, man, is they found the first set of documents back in November before the primaries. And because they didn't want the news to affect the 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 elections, they let it go by and they didn't say shit to the general public. So this whole shit happened way back in November, the first set, and they didn't say shit. And guess what happened? The election happened. And the Democrats won all the seats and the red wave didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, after y'all secure all y'all seats, oh, now this information happened. And because you're willingly giving this information up, now it's not a crime. So if I murder somebody and, and then bury them in the, in the dirt and then turn in 
the, the spot that I buried him at. <laughs> it ain't a crime no more. I, t- I willingly gave you the body. Yeah. And that's that's the logic that the Democrats are are actually like going with, and, and it's working. I want you. You know what type of door you just opened with the way you explain that? Well, we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You didn't catch us when it was first made. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Can't slap my wrist now. Sounds good luck. You man. never found out. I could have. I could have. I could have. I could have kept it a secret to myself, dude. You, oh man, that's. Mm. So because of I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but you know what it sounds like. It sounds like. Know. It sounds like know. from what I heard, it sounds to me like Biden's lawyers found that shit, and Biden and them was like hide that shit, and his lawyers was basically like. Nah, fuck that shit. I hide it to after the election, but I ain't finna lose my integrity and my license and all my shit. And the, whoever Biden lawyers is, they get they selling his ass down the river. And the Democratic Party, because they won the primaries, they got the power, they got the presidency. So guess what? They giving themselves a slap on the wrist, just like Joe Rogan did after he slapped his wife up. <laughs> Y'all on today. We on today. <laughs> so let's get some last thoughts, man, before we get up out of here. Whoa. I, got that <laughs> I ain't got no thoughts. Y'all really dropped the mic like six <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Shout out to the to the politic and brand. You know, the politic and brand has been growing every single year. You know what I'm saying? Adding shit. You know, when I first met Kalem, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, you know, in San Bernardino, the studio and equipment has upgraded, skills has upgraded, you know, network has upgraded, everything is upgraded. And, you know, now we're, we're, we got a lot of shit brewing, you know, this year, going down this year. So, you know, shout out to the politic and brand and uh, to, to Kalem and his wife and, you know, and, and to the whole team that's been rocking with us because we, we've been doing this and we got a lot of shit coming out. So shout out to the fellas on here that's been rocking for the politic and podcast because this is the center of everything. So shout out to y'all too. I appreciate you, brothers. Like always, I love jumping on here. Uh, it's always something educational, uh, entertaining as well. But there's always a gym. There's always a nugget that you can take and I always get off of this thing and go go to my wife and just be like, yo, did you know that this happened? And she was all, oh, how you know? I don't know. Kalem, Kalem and, 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 the, and the boys told me. So like, <laughs> keep doing what you do, man. Keep putting it out there to the, to the world, to the internet. And people haven't caught on to it yet. Um, but when they do, and then they realize that, hey, maybe, you know, smoking Joe was really smoking. And then be like, hey, we said it first here. So keep doing what you're doing. Your brothers keep showing your light, being the amazing black men that you are. Don't let nobody hold you down and keep going no matter what. Facts. Uh, shout out to all you guys. And um, I don't know. I- this 2023 has started off so wild and so crazy. 
I've 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 endured so much additional disrespect that like I haven't even been able to get on the podcast with y'all like I have in the past because of so many games and, and and the additional amount of mentoring I've had to do with a lot of the kids. And what I've realized is that like what you guys are doing, like what we're doing collectively is what I haven't noticed anywhere on any campus amongst any demographic of children. You know what I mean? Like people from four different walks of life don't just come and sit down and talk anymore. They don't talk about anything that's going on, positive or negative. They don't, they don't debate. You know what I'm saying? They don't give each other opportunities to speak. It's just like, if you can't accept what I have to say right now, I'm walking away or not even giving each other eye contact or even the opportunity to speak at all. And, um, well, a lot of my kids, and you guys are going to love this, Gadget came out, spoke to my school, right? T- spoke to my basketball program, changed a lot of their mindsets. A few of those kids actually watch our politics now, like really watch it and hit me up before we get on. Like, hey, coach, you on it tonight? You on it tonight? And it's really made me accept the fact that I don't have to change up who I am because I just have to keep doing me. And eventually the right people are going to continue to pay attention. So like one kid I wanted to shout out was uh, Peyton because he's been giving me that right type of respect that um, I think more people like him should accept just being themselves. So um, shout out to you, Caleb, you know, especially because we both August 1st. I appreciate you for being you and allowing me to be me, you know, on your platform and being a part of the platform and being part of the politics and family. So much respect and love, especially to you two, Ronnie and your brothers from another mother. Yeah. Once again, man, I appreciate y'all coming on, going on this journey with me, man. I've been on this road for a minute, but uh, I don't know. This shit is like, it's it's not even like it's planned. You know, like I started a podcast on my living room table. My wife bought me, I was talking about doing a podcast about three, four months straight. She bought me my first mic and said, what you ain't know? And ever since then, you know, none of this shit has been planned. It's all been faith. You know, you guys, you know, meeting all three of you guys was all by like faith. And that shit, you know, like you said, you can't worry about, you know, how you going to get there, man. Focus on the journey and enjoying the journey because we're going to look back at this 10 years from now. And we're going to be one of the hottest motherfucking podcasts in the world. And we're going to be like, damn, you remember? When we started on IG lives because the world got shut down and we had to figure out some way to keep content going. You know, it's like, man, one thing always leads to the next. You just got to start. And that's one thing that I tell everybody out there. I don't got to figure out. You just got to start, man. I started and I ain't never stopped. You know what I'm saying? One thing you know about me. I don't know what you're going to do with your life. But I'm gonna get to it, man. Politics in the podcast. We are. Smoking Dank Sinatra, that's all gas. On a hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I'll be politicking on your broadcast at the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous, 